Welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Welcome and thank you for being here for this week's episode of the Transit Lounge podcast. My name's Chandra and I'm your podcast host and I'm excited that you're listening today and I really hope that you get some insights to help you to keep bringing the best of who you are to what you do because that's really what this podcast is all about. Now today's episode was inspired by a recent conversation that I had with someone who is definitely at a professional crossroad. She's actually, she's really lovely, a very genuine, lovely woman. And she's actually quite successful by a lot of people's standards that she has built and and has a couple of businesses that run pretty much mostly without much of her input. And so she lives pretty well off and you know has all those kinds of external signs of success but she's very much at a point of really questioning what she's been doing why she's doing it and what the hell she should do next and I'm going to share a little bit more about her situation um, in a second but I I want to share this because I realized during that conversation And probably a little while ago, I realized that I used to think that a big part of what I believe and what I like to do and want to do for my clients that I work with is to help them expand their sense of choice in work and in life. And I still do want to help people do that because I believe that when you feel stuck and like you have no choice, that is just not a fun or good place to be. It just feels, it's awful. So I absolutely believe that you always have a choice. It may not be a choice that you like very much or that it may be a choice that feels a bit uncomfortable, but there's still a choice there. That's a little bit of what was covered in last week's podcast episode about what to do if you're unhappy in your job, but you don't feel like you can leave yet. So if you haven't listened to that episode already, then you can listen to that one after this one. So in short, you always have a choice. But something that I have also come to realize is that sometimes having too much choice is actually the problem. When I was younger, which feels like a lifetime ago at the moment, uh, so back in my 20s, uh, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up. I was working in hospitality and done that for a while while I was studying things and, you know, really starting to think about career paths and that kind of thing. And I remember at one stage of that time of my life, I had a boyfriend who was a chef. Um, And, you know, interestingly, I've had other boyfriends in the past that were a chef and my husband, Nick, now was trained and is also a chef. So clearly I have a thing for chefs and food 
And obviously I like it when other people make good food for me and make it really tasty. Anyway, back then my chef boyfriend was trying to help me, I guess, when I was going through that phase of trying to figure things out. And he was trying to help me by sharing his journey of how he decided to to be a chef. I'm sure I probably was was questioning him about how he figured that out. He was a bit older than me, so I guess had a few years um, of extra life and experience than I did. And he shared that he just felt like he just always knew that he was going to be a chef. He said that he, through school, really wasn't very academic, didn't like school, didn't necessarily do that well. And so at that time for him, he didn't really feel like he had a lot of options. And so that was just the pathway that he took. And I can tell you that uh, that conversation and that insight did not help me at all. In fact, it made me annoyed and actually a little bit jealous because I felt like I actually enjoyed and was quite good and could be quite good at lots of things. I had done pretty well in school and so I guess could apply myself to learn things and I just felt like there were so many choices of different paths that I could go down And I actually remember sort of linked to this time of conversation with him and all of this coming up that, and this is a bit embarrassing to share, but I remember back then for a little while, not that long, but for a little while, almost wishing that I wasn't as smart as I was because then I would just have less choice and I wouldn't be so confused about what to do. Isn't that just a really crazy thought to entertain, to want to not be as smart as you are. like That's so weird. Anyway, clearly not a helpful thing to think and it didn't last too long. And you know what? As it turns out recently, uh, I found out that that boyfriend from back then who thought he always, uh, you know, wanted to be or that all he could be was a chef is now apparently the general manager of some fancy smancy resort in the Maldives. So I, I actually, I love that. And in case you haven't gathered it from listening to some of the other podcasts, if you're a first-time listener, welcome. But if you have been listening for a while, you probably will have gathered that I really love it when people make changes to their career towards things that inspire them, motivate them, that they're interested in, passionate about, and that they end up in places doing things that they probably never would have imagined for themselves years ago. And it just reminds me and hopefully lets you know that it's possible for you too. So the thing is that if you are listening to this podcast, I'm going to make some assumptions about you. I'm making some assumptions that you are probably pretty savvy. You're probably pretty good at what you do or what you've done for work in the past. You may be kind of a quirky, creative, ideas generator type and have probably achieved you know, a certain level of success. And so more than likely, you may also have the challenge of too many choices. And this can be a problem in a couple of ways, particularly when you apply it to the idea and the aspiration of wanting to make some changes to your professional life to do work that's more meaningful to you. Um, So one of the ways that it can get in the way is you can get um, shiny object syndrome, which means you just get distracted really easily and 
you know, constantly are coming up with more ideas and more ideas are not necessarily helpful. And it can also be that you're, you don't have enough follow through because you are getting distracted by all these different possibilities. The other way that this can be a problem is you just continually second guess or you never make a decision because you're just so scared of making the wrong decision. And the thing is that this doesn't help you create more meaningful work. This actually keeps you stuck in a space that uh, I've heard referred to as perpetual potential. <laughs> Isn't that an interesting sort of thought of what that space would be like? And it's not a destination that you actually want to stay in. It's not productive. It doesn't get you anywhere to be in just perpetual potential rather than actually making progress. So in every aspect of our lives, I reckon that we seem to have an ever-expanding amount of choices and options. Even as a you know, fairly simple example, think about ordering a coffee these days. If there's a group of you and you go to a cafe and you're all ordering coffees compared to what it used to be like. Now for me, I'm probably one of those annoying people because I have a soy decaf flat white. Some people don't even think that's a real coffee. A Melbourne Bristow once told me that he calls it a decoy, which I think actually makes it sound a bit fun, but he was not that impressed. But anyway, so um, I, that's my coffee of choice because caffeine, I don't need caffeine. As you might have gathered, I already talk quite a lot. Anyway, sometimes I might want an almond milk chai or a turmeric latte. And it just makes me think about that scene, depending on how old you are, you may or may not have seen this movie. It's an old movie called LA Story. It's years and years old now, but there was a scene in it that was essentially just taking the piss out of all the different types of coffee orders that people can have. And I'll have a, a half this with a twisted lemon and a blah, blah. And there's even, that was so many years ago, there's even more choices now. And that's just in the, that little aspect of ordering a coffee. But in relation to that, I guess, idea of expanding choice, there's a quote that I came across from uh, a, a guy called Peter Drucker and uh, about this sense of, of choice. So he says, in a few hundred years, when the history of our time will be written from a long-term perspective, it's likely that the most important event historians will see is not technology, not the internet and not e-commerce. It's an unprecedented change in the human condition. For the first time, literally, substantial and rapidly growing numbers of people have choices. For the first time, they will have to manage themselves and society is totally unprepared for it. So interesting to be sort of, I guess, looking at it from that perspective that this expanding sense of choice we think is what we want. We want this sense of abundance and availability. But if we're not training ourselves on how to manage it and to manage ourselves and to really look at decision-making management, then that's when this expanding sense of choice can be a real problem. So in the context of you moving towards and creating change to do more meaningful work, the choices are also expanding the option, for example, of being able to choose to work for yourself now is more and more accessible to more and more people. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody should do it or is going to 
do well in it, but it can be a very attractive option just because it's so much easier now as a choice than it used to be. Even in other ways, the types of roles that exist now, the industries that are emerging, your capability, it's all growing. And I mean, I know that not every industry is necessarily growing, but I feel like that every time one sort of industry or area or sector goes into decline or um, becomes redundant, what often happens is a new one emerges and almost that new one is in response to the change that led to the decline, whether that's a change in technology or consumer demand or or where people live or, or whatever. But all of this can just lead to that overwhelm of options that keeps you stuck. So you want to start to look at how do you manage choices, particularly when you're wanting to make change in your work life. So in this career crossroads conversation that I had recently, um, that woman, she, she was really in a place of feeling like she had too much on her plate. Even as she was talking with me, I could feel the exhaustion and the overwhelm that comes when you're just trying to spin too many different plates and trying to make decisions but allowing yourself to be distracted and overwhelmed by all of the different things that are coming at you. Uh, she was presenting, I guess, as someone who was pretty uninspired with what she was doing at the moment and probably fairly disconnected from what she was doing. So with, with those things in place, it's very easy to see how that can get you down and questioning yourself. And so anyway, she because she's been feeling this for some time, and so earlier this year she decided, right, I'm going to do something different. So she's trying to take some action, and she decided to enroll in a new course at uni and had been doing it for a couple of months and was hating it, was my observation, and really struggling with the content, questioning whether the subject matter was really what she thought it was going to be, and just all round not feeling a good vibe about it at all. But she was sort of continuing to make herself do it because she had enrolled. And so often we do this to ourselves and it's just so unhelpful. You know, when you have really clear signs that, you know, you're on a path that, you know, is just not the one for you, why do we push and bully ourselves to make it mean that it's a failure or you're a failure or not good enough if you change your mind. Yes, there is totally a time for resilience and perseverance, especially when you're new, you're learning something new. But if there's nothing about it that's feeding your soul or giving you any sense of joy or some kind of end outcome that you know that you really want to get to that will benefit you and benefit others that's sort of driving you and this is just pain between where you are now and where you want to get to, you're really, it's not about that. It's This is just you just making yourself do something because you think you have to finish everything that you start or worse, you keep going because of perceived external pressures or expectations from others or being worried what other people will think if they find out that, oh, you know, oh, you're not doing that anymore. The reality is most people care a lot less about the decisions that you make than you do. And yes, there's always potentially family members that maybe will have uh, a bit of an extra voice in sharing what they think about your decisions, but that's 
not a reason to keep doing something that's not serving you. You know, if you're really not feeling any sense of progress or that it's an inspiring challenge, that it's leading you to something new that you actually want, then that's just a sign that it is actually time for you potentially to pivot. So this lovely, kind, intelligent, successful woman that I was talking to was then able to weigh up her options of what she could potentially do and then make the decision And she did make the decision to drop at least one more unit at uni to just give herself a little bit more breathing space to consider the options and to weigh up what was going to feel like the right choice for her. Now, she took action with that. And as it turned out, the last update that I got was that because she decided to um, drop that unit, there are other spill-on impacts of other things that would have to change with the course and what she was doing. So I'm not sure exactly where that action, that decision and action will lead her, but I am totally super confident that it was the right decision for her. And therefore, it will lead to the next step and the next step for her. So I want to give you just a couple of, I guess, steps that you can consider when you're in that situation and you're, you know, maybe feeling like you are, you know, spinning your wheels a little bit. The first one is, the first step is really to just recognize that the overwhelm of options is real. You know, sometimes you just need to acknowledge that the glut of ideas and options actually exists because sometimes you might be telling yourself that there's no choice. You don't have options. There's just no choice when actually there are heaps of options and that's scary to deal with. So saying that there are no options is just a kind of a short-term way of avoiding dealing with those options. Then the second thing is that once you realize that it is actually real, then you want to sort of start to process some of that. And I am a fan of a good old-fashioned brainstorm and you can do that with a mind map software tool or you can just get out a big piece of paper and a pen or colored texts, whatever floats your boat and just get all the ideas, all the options, even the crazy ones, the less desirable ones, just out of your head. You're not saying just because you're writing it down as a potential option, you're not saying that you're going to act on it or choose that. You're just getting clarity on all the different options that do exist. Then the third step, once you have that, you can just start to create some sort of way of sorting through those options and maybe starting to prioritize a little bit the options that do exist. So this step requires you to actually have some sort of criteria or benchmarks of the things that could be good for you or that you might be open to versus things that are definite no-goes for whatever reason. And even if you've got definite no-goes, I'd encourage you to question if they are genuinely a no-go or you're just not, um, it's not your preferred option and so you're saying it's, it's not an option. But, you know, just keep that in mind. So you can have things for your criteria like knowing your values in the context of your work life. What is it that's actually important to you in what you do for work? values exist and I've done previous podcast episodes about it I'm sure I'll keep talking about it probably forever but for you to really think about uh, what it is that that is going to be important for you for you to feel like this is meaningful work and a good use use of your time 
Uh, it could also be on your list of criteria, literally practical criteria that you need uh, to be in place in order for you to explore it, given your current circumstances or stage of life or whatever. And that, that practical criteria could be things that you need to be able to do this particular next opportunity in a part-time capacity, not full-time. Or you need to be able to do it whilst working from home or without having to commute for more than a certain amount of time each day or uh, that you're acknowledging that, yes, you're open to some sort of upskilling, training or study or no, you're not. You just want to use the skills and experience you already have. So you just need to create a little bit of a criteria list and then start to narrow down amongst all the options that you have identified, which are the ones that are worth you considering and exploring further and which do you just sort of park at either for now or forever. Then the fourth step is the research phase. And this is where it can start to get a bit more specific to your situation. So I'm not going to be able to give you every conceivable thing that you can do at this stage, but really this is the refining stage that by gathering more information about the options that you have narrowed down to, you can get more information to make an informed decision. And the research can be literally online research about either an industry, a role and what it's really like. It could be um, having coffee catch-ups with people that you know that do work in the industry or, or work at a certain organisation. It could be you starting to build some LinkedIn connections with people that will be able to help give you more of an insight about what the reality is of certain roles or industries. Sometimes industry groups have sessions or companies have open days. All of this is available to you and it's all focused on giving you more information about what it might be like so that you can then feel confident about making the, the next run of decisions of refining what things you'll keep exploring. And then step number five is that you actually need to make a decision knowing that there's not just one right answer or option or pathway that's for you. And if you make the wrong decision, you're somehow going to be missing out on your whole, the meaning of your life. Just know that when you're making an informed decision, you will get more insight the more action that you take, the more connections that you create, and the more that you start to experience what that direction looks like and feels like to you. Essentially, you really want to see and manage all of the options and all of the choices as just part of the kickoff of the project of you and that you will more than likely continue to be faced with more choices no matter which way you go and to be okay with that because all of those decisions and options and choices are not going to suddenly smaller anytime soon I think there's just going to be an increasing level of choice and so building the skill of how you manage choice and options and how you make decisions is actually going to be a critical transferable skill no matter what direction you go the thing is it's about what you make it mean when you have choice do you use it as an excuse to spin your wheels or tell yourself that it's all just too hard and so you may as well just stay doing what you're doing now even though it's slowly killing you or boring you to death. Or do you make it an exciting challenge to explore some new options and some new ideas? Because the thing is, the more clarity that you have 
on who you really are and who you want to be, what's most important to you to experience in your work and in your life, then any decision that you make is going to serve you over the longer term. And much like the airplane that is, you know, off, what is that, the, the quote that it spends 95% of its journey uh, off course and it just is constantly course correcting with, with tiny moves, that's exactly what you in your life and in your work life are doing. And if you are true to yourself and you make decisions that are aligned to who you are and what you love and what's important to you, no matter which way you start off going, you'll keep course correcting to get closer and closer to a vehicle to express who you are. That's what I believe anyway. Whereas getting stuck and not taking any action is totally the surest way for you to be miserable or uninspired in what you do for work. And given that we spend, you know, 80, 85% or whatever it is of our lives working, if you're unhappy in what you do for work, that doesn't sound like a very happy life. So what will you do as a result of listening to this episode today? Is there an aspect of your world or your situation where perhaps you want to acknowledge that an overwhelm of choice is actually the thing that's keeping you stuck? How could you maybe start to refine some of those options or choices down to a handful that you can explore and to do some research on so you can make informed decisions about which direction feels right for you right now, remembering that you're not making this decision forever. It's just the decision to get you moving in the direction of interest for where you're at right now. That's it for another episode. I hope that it's given you some food for thought and that you're going to do something as a result of listening today. Sometimes it's easy to just consume information and listen, but my challenge and invitation for you is to consider how can you use this? What's a choice that you are grappling with and and how do you narrow down and just make a decision? How can you keep moving forward being your own boss in the business of your life? Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favor and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.